0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk. Family dynamics can be difficult no matter what your relationship is with your family and a lot of the time we dodge the tricky conversations to avoid conflict and stress. But mostly these conversations still need to take place and sticking your head in the sand is not a realistic solution to getting it all said and sorted. I'm joined on the line by Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist. Uh, Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Pat. So, um, what kind of conversations are we talking about?
1: I suppose there are, you know, everyone will have their own little um, list. But in general, there's there are a lot of things avoided, such as, of course, the very big things like addictions within a family, abuse within a family. We see those at the end of the spectrum. But all along that sort of arc, if you like, you know, it's down to... Um, people not having conversations about the difficult behaviors of a parent or of a child and trying to avoid it, trying rather to bend within it and, and shape everyone else's behavior to fit the behavior of a person maybe who is awkward. So there's many of these kind of situations that continue in families that don't get sorted They build up resentments of course around them then and then the inevitable is the problem doesn't get solved but of course then there's blowouts. So it's a very unhealthy thing.
0: Hmm. Now there can be relatively minor things like who puts out the bins, who empties the dishwasher, uh, sharing bills if you've got uh, two people in a household working or three or four, uh, how the bills are to be divvied out and all of those kind of things Uh, and they're uh, practical matters. Then there are other things that are much more sensitive, uh, perhaps, you know, hidden hurts, um, favoritism, bullying, all of those things.
1: Yes, and and the whole thing about being, I suppose, fair in families, isn't it? It's a bit like any relationship. People want to feel heard, and they want to feel that they can, you know, express their feelings and express their view. Um, the problem in in healthy families, that's what happens. But you know, we're all on the arc, as I say, of health to to dysfunctional. You know, and we're all somewhere in there. And so, not, very few people have a perfect situation. So, I'm not suggesting that there's something wrong with everybody, but rather, you need to see where things may be going wrong. There's, there's lots of situations. The kinds of things maybe that come to me are probably worth mentioning. You know, the kinds of situations that I see people living with for a lifetime and not dealing with would be, you know, situations around people feeling hurt that, for example, they have been given and um, they were never remembered in their parents' will, or it was done differently. Everybody got a different share, but they got nothing or they got less. These kinds of things stay in families forever. So being equal and being fair is, is a really important task, I think, of parenting. But the problem is not all parents are able to achieve that. They often are more fond of one than the other, and they often display that kind in some in different ways. That's something I think that people have to be careful of because I can tell you it goes on for not only for a lifetime but for generations on fairness to children to different children and separating them out and Are there the other thing that I find comes very often into the room is where people where grandparents have difficulties, say with the new in law, uh, you know, in when, ch- when children come along, the way they're parenting them, the way they're treating them, maybe somebody trying to establish their own way and um, cutting grandparents out. I hear a lot of that, and, and there, there are other hard conversations that usually end up in silence rather than, as they say, braving it up mm. in a cool in the cooler light of day.
0: Now, um, obviously, it's good to talk, uh, to coin that old phrase, but there'll be different characters in any of these family dynamic situations. I mean, they're all unlikely to be exactly the same and it may depend on where they fit in uh, the age range of the siblings. But there might be a peacemaker, there might be an antagonist, there might be a head in the sand kind of person. Uh, There might be someone who blows the top. And Mm. how do you bring all of those into some sort of meaningful conversation?
1: Yeah, interesting. And I mean, what you say there, you're recognising the utter huge complexity. This isn't like a workplace group or team where people have an equal position to begin. What you have in families are two people who have all of the power and control over other members of the group for a long time. And then it is sort of power cascades downwards until laterally. Children are looking after parents and making the decisions, probably, hopefully not, but probably, yes, eventually. So so there's a lot of shifting, isn't there? And a lot of characters, as you say, they, you know, I would often hear in families people saying, oh, you know, we just let the kids sort it out. Let, let them sort it out between them. So they have been taught, here's a, here's a kind of a, if you like, a narrative in a the family then, a kind of a culture where they're allowed to scrap it out, so to speak. And of course, what that brings is, in many ways, the, the, the strongest and the most loud and maybe the, the most uh, assertive wins arguments and wins and gets their own way. But that's that's not really helping people to become good contributors to the team. In a family, you should feel safe to say what you want to say. And in a dysfunctional family, what really happens is people are blamed or shamed or kind of scolded for thinking what they think or for, or for feeling what they feel. It's kind of discounted for them. So I think there's, there's lots of dynamics. There's lots of, um, I'm not really illuminating it here. I'm more making it more complex, but the truth is that's how it is. Families are very complex and people are very complex. And in this situation, you have a constant shifting sand, um, and shifting personalities, if you like, because they're changing over time. You've got a child who then becomes maybe a very uh, funny bright um sharp-minded teenager and and if you're in a good frame of mind and if you have the personality where you can enjoy seeing them become who they are that's not going to lead to conflict but if on the other hand you see it as your job as parent to control your children then that teenager is going to become a huge issue in your mind so it's can parents can parents let the power shift in a gentle way and in a positive way that leads for very good uh, communications in families people listening talking encouraging talk encouraging chat over dinner tell me what you think what do you think about that raising subjects that are contentious in the world and then getting people to speak their point of view that's a great way to get people to uh, get young people to to feel able to contribute and to be heard, and indeed for, you know, for issues to be resolved in that kind of way.
0: Now, uh, do you call out bad behaviour? I mean, it it could be, Hmm. you know, someone shouts and roars all the time. It could be uh, that someone is neglectful. It could be that someone is a bully. You know, Hmm. do you call it out?
1: Do you call it out? Here's the here's the the difficulty within families is that people often don't notice it for a long time. It's they feel what's normal at home is normal at home. And it takes a long time before young people see that what actually was at home was not as healthy and normal as they thought, as they go visiting other people friends' houses, as they get out in the world. And also as they as they bring that sort of narrative with them of, oh, let people do their own thing and lots of people behave badly and some people drink too much and all of that, they bring all that with them. And then gradually they, they take that into the world and they realize this doesn't fit. This, this narrative that I believe is true only fits in my family. And when they take it out into the world, it doesn't work. So that's when people start asking questions. And that's usually when the call outs, as you'd say, start to happen. And uh, and people realise something needs to change here. Mm. Um,
0: the the age old conflict is uh, whose house are we going to for Christmas? Mm. <laughs> you know, in laws or outlaws—that's yeah. uh, the, the question. And given that you know some of the parties, therefore, will not necessarily be present for the conversation.
1: Yeah, fair point. But you've representatives of each, and uh, I suppose the way that that. I would always think around family and in laws, and and going to as long as it's not toxic and you're being treated, you know, reasonably. Surely that's a shared situation where my turn, you turn, you know, unless unless there's a very good reason why it shouldn't be like that. But I I think families, no matter what, the in laws, you know, your spouse's family or your partner's family, remember they always love them and you know, they're not perfect, nor, nor are our own. And I think that there you have to always create space for their love mm. of that family. Here's
0: an interesting one. Uh, our family is uh, in a situation where my mother has a favourite child at different times. We're all grown up now, but she always mm. has one who happens to be the flavour of the month.
1: Well, what that, what that brings to my mind is often um, parents can... Very unfortunately, do a bit of splitting with their children. You know, they they bring somebody is more favourite because they 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 very much agree with with the the mom or, or dad at the time. Mothers, I'm afraid, are more inclined to this because they do a lot of that tending type love. But they then they, they kind of split children. You know, one against the other. In other words, if you're not with me, you're kind of against me. And so there's a little a little primary group. So I think that that can be called out in a gentle way. It can be you know, also understanding it helps. We're not able to change everybody, especially if they don't want to change, but maybe calling it out and naming it. Once things are named, they tend to be less easily acted out. So it can be done in a non-confrontational way. Just, you know, just saying, mom, I really notice, for example, that, you know, you seem to only like one of us at a time. Is it, do you find it hard to do the other, you know, it's another way of bringing it up into the conversation without confrontation.
0: I can imagine. No, I don't. <laughs> That's, <laughs> rest. As long as you get your turn. As long as you are yes. flavour of the month from time to time, maybe uh, rejoice yeah. in that. We leave it there. Stephanie, thank you very much for joining us. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.